Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Dirty Sheets. We are back once again. I'm Cav. He's Billy. You know all of our stuff is at Dirty Sheets X on X. Uh, my nonsense is at Lingus Mafia. Billy is at Lock Betting X. I almost still go to the com thing because of the old days. But um, you also want to go to LockBetting.com. And also, is it just DirtySheets.com or is it The? It's the, the, the dirty sheets sheets.com as well to get all of your wrestling information. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, I mean, Billy did a whole review of crown jewel and stuff like that, but you know, we like to give our opinions together and also look ahead to see what is going on, uh, for survivor series, which, you know, back in the day, survivor series to me used to be one of those rub your hands together. Ooh, survivor series, because it was Thanksgiving time and all that. And you know, you got the nicer weather. I like the weather kind of cold like that. And it had that fall feeling the, even the music of, Oh, survivor series. But that was when survivor series was, you know, something as of the last, I don't know, few years, it survivor series has been like, you're like, why is this one of the big pay-per-views? Because it is that much, you know, turned to shit where they went away from the tag matches, which I really enjoyed that that was so fucking... Po it's like having the Royal Rumble and not having a Battle Royal. I mean, it's fucking... <laughs> the fuck? So we'll look into that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to speculate on some CM Punk stuff. Um, but when it came to Crown Jewel, Billy, my fucking... Mm. You know, we reviewed it on my Lingus Mafia uh, Patreon and stuff like that. And I go crazy by some of the shit that they do. And it's little shit like where they sit there and they suck Saudi Arabia's cock and say, it feels like I'm home when I'm here. Oh, my God. The airline's the greatest. And I'm like, you've got to be fucked. Does a guy behind the camera have a gun pointed at them so they do this? Yeah, listen, Vince said it himself. Vince did an interview with Undertaker. I had it on my show where I played the clip where he said, this is our home now. <laughs> it is Fucking startling. The fact that they were fucking, weren't they held hostage on the fucking runway? And now it's, oh, this is, oh, I feel at home. It's such a great place. I'm like, what, who the fuck are you kidding? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, like, what, you know, with the whole it's our home now thing or whatever, but it's quite clear that, that the, 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 the adverts and whatnot are all a part of it. Um, and that's not going to change at all. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Propaganda machine. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, that, that's what it is. <laughs> but, I mean, what, what, I mean but what do you expect for what they're being paid for? It? I mean, fuck. I, 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 I don't know. I, I always feel like, well, these fucking people have enough money that they don't need to do anything they don't want to do. Like... Yes, you're getting paid a billion dollars. The guys already have a fucking billion dollars. So it'd be like, no, I'm not. Like, Billy, if me or you had this, do you think someone could tell us what the fuck to say? And like, it, unless you really fucking believed it, you would never, you'd be like, I'm not fucking doing that. I don't give, who the fuck your money up your ass? You know, especially, I mean, if you have the money, you don't need to, if somebody offered us $10 billion dollars, Fuck, I'll, whatever you want me to fucking say, I'll fucking say. I don't care. I don't have the fucking but money. <laughs> difference is, mm -hmm. is that they're a company and they have shareholders and there's something called fiduciary responsibility. And that's, this is their fiduciary 
responsibility to the shareholders to do whatever is necessary to make as much money as mm. possible. And that's what this is. Um, whether we like it or we don't like it or whatever, um, it, it is their responsibility to to make as much money as possible. And this is it. I mean, obviously, initially there was a, a situation where they had to weigh up whether um, whether it would have a negative effect on the company even being involved with this deal, especially when the journalist was murdered mm. initially. Um, there was talk maybe about WWE not going there and not fulfilling their their obligation and trying to pull out the contract and whatnot and whether, you know, long term they would lose more money by by staying in this with the reputation of the company being irreparable. But as we've learned, um, everyone forgets about things nowadays. Um, you just got to fucking stick it out. It would have been a mistake to walk out on this deal because they would have got no credit for it. Um, instead, they took the backlash. The backlash was temporary. The credit would have been temporary too. It would have been like, oh, WWE, um, a wonderful company. Um, and then that would have been it. And they would have lost all their payouts for Saudi and whatnot. So, yeah, they stood their ground. It was the right thing to do. Um, but, I mean, one of the things that I touched on, I don't know if you agree with this, but one, I'm not going to go over all my points again. Mm. Um, I felt like the key part on the show was John Cena losing. Which which kind of caught me off guard because all the booking said yeah. from what you've been taught about that he's winning, um, but there was more to it than that as well because <laughs> yeah, it wasn't if, a roll if up. There, yeah, if there was um, if the show was in the US, I would have been a little bit less surprised by by senior losing mm. and then progressing with storyline. Um, but I mean, first of all, USA or not USA, USA or Saudi. Someone comes out and says they're on a losing streak and they have to win. They win. Um, so whatever country you're in, that is kind of the way that you book things. But they didn't do that. Second of all, with it being in Saudi Arabia, I am very used to these shows being very house show centric, very happy, happy, very let's put a smile on their little brown faces kind of thing. <laughs> so that's that's how they've been booking it. So that's what I was expecting. Um with the way it was booked, um, I felt that it took the air out of the room, much like other other situations, maybe Undertaker losing the streak and whatnot, because I was there for that. And it was difficult to kind of bounce back. Had it not been such a long-standing story with people wanting Brian to win, um, I don't think there would have been any reaction. And even then, it really took maybe 10, 15 minutes into that triple threat match before they were really back into Brian. Mm. And I think that was the only thing that really could have resuscitated people at WrestleMania 30. There was no real resuscitation here. From the minute this this happened, from when Cena lost, who was the main person he wanted to see, they never really got up. It didn't help that the segment after the Cena thing was terrible. I thought Logan Paul had his worst match. I don't think there was any belief that LA Knight was going to win. So... Um, yeah, I think overall it wasn't a good card, but the placement of Cena losing was was bad. Uh, but the point I made on the show was is that um, I think that this crowd were initially very much uh, booked for as a happy house show crowd in terms of, hey, they love us, but obviously they're casual. They're just very happy to have the WWE there. Mm. Let's give a house show, but we're getting loads of money for it. Um, we get well, they, were, they were basically doing house shows 
um, getting paid loads of money for it, and they were spending some of that money to bring in the likes of Goldberg, Shawn Michaels, Brock Lesnar, etc. So that that was the original formula for this, and it didn't really have initially any long-standing storyline um, effect. But what's happened is, is that over the course of the years, they've realized that this is a smart crowd. This crowd is no different to the U.S. crowd. They have the internet. They have the dirt sheets. They, they cheered for LA Knight at the press conference. And I think WWE almost overestimated um, you know, how, how this would go down, thinking, look, it's, just the, it's, it's the same as a U.S. crowd completely. But because it was a smart crowd, and they realized that I think that they were a smart crowd and WWE were booking a specific way for them. They almost outsmarted themselves, where they, I think they thought that the WWE were going to provide them with everything that they wanted. So because they've been used to it for so years, where they've been like this sort of happy house show crowd, but so despite the fact that they are actually smart fans, they've been catered for as, um, as, as um, house show casual fans. So they thought they were going to continue to be treated as household casual fans, even though they're internally smart. I hope this is making sense. And I think the Cena loss super caught them off guard. So that, as a consequence, um, doubled almost how much it took the air out of the room. If that made sense, just let me know. If it didn't, then... So do you think that like they gave them this shocking, crazy, you know... Like, this was the big thing on the show, I think, more than anything else, you know, obviously, that not just losing, but the way he lost. It does. Is this the, well, we need to give them something big, uh, at least one thing, a show that makes it, you know, wow, what, a, what, look what I witnessed, history or something like that. And so instead of any real shit going on, that this was the big deal for them? No, I, I think the opposite. I think the opposite. I think that um, Cena winning would have been big and it would have been hmm. specifically for... I, I, I think Cena was less likely to win in the US. But I think the fact that they got Cena back there and he was the main draw for these people because they loved him, mm -hmm. I think him winning would have been them turning around and saying, hey, like, we did this for you. Like, look look what we did, Prince, and and whatnot. Like, you, this this would have been carrying down to the prince and doing everything to make them happy but because over the course of the years this 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 crowd have shown a level of wrestling intelligence we'll, we'll say that instead of that the happy house show thing because i'm not sure people are entirely sure what it means but if you go to a ww house show basically since the start of time um 90 of the baby faces win that that's how those shows are booked in case you in case you never go out and our listeners probably you know go out more yeah, than they've all been other house shows oh you never know i mean they're listening to a wrestling podcast it should have been but yeah if you go to house shows the good guys usually always win um you know i think solo sokoa has been pinned by la night for about two months now on, on shows yeah. um <laughs> at, at the end so yeah um this is why you when you look to these little insider sites and they keep these like losers keep win loss records mm -hmm. you see that Dolph Ziggler's lost the most matches in the history of anyone in WWE. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. No, I don't. I would be, he would have been a heel losing on the losing in the middle of a house show every night. Oh, um, so so on, on with that point, I think that had they been sort of the old Saudi crowd, they would have looked for something and said, oh, we have to give them this. We have to give them this happy moment. But I think they had their moment. They, they had two significant moments. Uh, Logan Paul won. 
and Solo Sokoa got this decisive victory, but they weren't happy moments. Whereas before, I think a few years back, they would have been happy moments. But I think looking at this crowd and saying, okay, they get it. They know. They watch us like everybody else. They're no different to the UK. They're no different to the US. They're no different to Canada. Let's not treat them so differently. Um, but I think this crowd, because of the way they've been treated, were expecting something different. So they were caught off guard. Despite the fact they're smart, they're, they're, they're smart in terms of they know what to expect in a WWE. And that smartness, I think, led them to assume that John Cena was going to win, if, if, if you get what I mean. So I think they were doubly caught off guard. Um, and yeah, it's just not what you usually see at these shows. It, it was very heel heavy um, from look at the three main matches. And I'm not even going to look at Seth and Drew as a main match because Seth Rollins' run means absolutely nothing. He's now jerking the curtain um, while Roman's closing out the show um, in a match with Drew, which I felt was significantly damaged by the fact that both of these guys had matches on television where they just about scraped out wins. Drew's turning heel. He needs to be killing people. Seth Rollins can't be going 20 minutes with JD McDonough the week before a pay-per-view. It's <laughs> fucking stupid. This, this over-wrestling bullshit is so stupid. It's really starting to... Um, it's, it's, it's starting to uh, make make the product really, really boring to watch. Um, it, whether it be Rollins or Drew McIntyre, whoever goes out there, you, you need to pick a couple of matches on Raw that are going to go long. Maybe something mm-hmm. in the middle of the show. Obviously, the main event is acceptable, but not everybody can go long. Like J, JD can't go 20 minutes of your champion. And Drew can't be pushed by people when he's, when he's supposed to be a monster right now. Like he can't be going... 20 minutes for people in the new day. It's fucking stupid. Um, but this is what they do. It's like wrestling, 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 wrestling. And then you go to pay-per-view and it's wrestling, 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 wrestling. But when I've seen every Drew and Rollins match, and this is a combination of what they always do, um, it, it, it doesn't quite resonate. It's, it's not as good as it should have been. Uh, and that's really the, the sort of the theme of the show. It's not as good as it should have been. Um, as I said to you, Logan Paul, I felt, had his worst match. Um, the main event was very predictable. I don't think LA Knight's the right guy to get a good match out of Roman Reigns because he's slow and Roman's slow. And LA Knight's not going to make those quick comebacks like Cody and I mean, and, and Jay Uso. And also, they're better wrestlers than him. And also, you believe more so those two are going to win, especially Cody, because Cody losing was actually an upset uh, as far as the betting lines go. So... I did not like this show. That's my overall thought. I was I was quite bored of it. And I just sometimes I just don't see the need why you have to go four hours, especially with something that had as little of importance as, as this on it. It had some important matches, but when you're looking at Cody, Damian Priest, and, and chucking in a women's five way and EO Sky and Bianca felt like they were out there forever. Um that that didn't that didn't hit with me. Well, you know how you know, well, at least how I do, that if it's um, uh, a better show. For me, I am never, like, on the money about every win, you know. I I, I always think I am, and then, I, like, I'm wrong about multiple. So I'm like, how the fuck, you know, so it's always, like, new to me or shocking to me or, oh, I didn't see this coming or something like that. Not didn't see it coming, but, you know, didn't predict certain things. The only thing we got wrong was fucking Cena. So mm. it was like this was one of the more predictable shows I have seen in a very long time where I've thought other shows were very predictable 
and like I was wrong about three fucking matches or something where I go, well, I guess it wasn't predictable. Um, but this one was like, that is the only thing that we did not see coming. And it was a crazy didn't see coming. It wasn't like, oh, he just snuck one in. I mean, the man, he killed the man, uh, which I was like, I'm watching him do the, he stabs him 50 times right in the throat. And I'm like, how are they going to get out of this? How is Cena not going to get pinned? Is he going to walk around the ring and not pin him? Because I'm like, I'm still expecting Cena to win. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, Jesus Christ. That was like Kali putting his foot on Undertaker's chest where you're like, what the fuck? Um, other than that, I mean, we all knew what was going to happen all the other matches. But the, how do you think this Drew is going to be finally, you know, I mean, I do like a slow burn. This is a while. In what sense? In, in terms of like how he's actually going to turn? Yes. Yeah, so when is he finally going to kill somebody and be like, fuck this? Because, I mean, it looks like it. now they're like going to interview him. So what about your law? You know, and he's like, fuck off. He just leaves. Um, but what is the new? What is the where are we getting this? What is going to be going down in your opinion of how this, you know, eventually he's just going to beat up a good guy. But. How, like, I thought this was going to be where we were kind of going to see it. Like, he loses his mind from losing, and then Priest sneaks in. Like, we thought maybe that was going to happen. Uh, at least I did, where Priest was going to cash in. I was like, I want to sprinkle a little bit on that. Um, but that's what you're expecting at this point for him to be like, he loses mind from losing. Yeah, I think that's that's got to be coming up soon. I, I I feel that there's still a possibility that he could end up on the uh, the Judgment Day team because I, I I don't believe that will be a four on four. So I think Drew could go over there and do that. But I think regardless of of whatever he does, um, I think ultimately it's difficult to be a heel right now unless you're going to actually beat Seth Rollins. Um, and I don't think he's going to be beating Seth Rollins. He's taken this loss to Rollins. Um, he can now be better about it and turn heel. But what can you really do? Roman Reigns has the championship on his show. Um, Gunther has the secondary championship on this show. Priest has the money in the bank, so therefore is probably the most likely next champion on Raw. Um, and obviously, I've got the US title on SmackDown, which is now in the possession of Logan Paul, which... I would assume goes on a little bit. So it's really fucking difficult now, like in terms of winning titles and it's not all about titles, but yeah, I mean, what do you do as a heel? If you're, if you're Drew McIntyre, um, without chasing the world titles, you already lost your world title match. It's, it, it is, and it, it doesn't is help difficult. that priest has the briefcase either. So it's like, no, kind of can't. Said, yeah. Right. No, cause he has to be the next champion. So I think, I could see those talks between Drew and Rhea Ripley and whatnot possibly leading to doing something where he is with them. Um, but I, I don't know why then you, you announced the, the four on four match and then do that later. You, you could have just had Drew on this show and got straight to the five on five instead, especially when you have such limited time. That's the other thing about survivors. It just feels not important because it's such a limited time. Um, to, to build it up. You come back from Saudi, you, you prioritize Saudi and you say you've got two weeks to build up a Survivor Series. That's not a big four. Um, I, I would say the big four days are long gone. Is 
is it four on four for the um, for war games, or is it uh, five on five? Should be five on five, but it is four on four right now. The second from what you know. Uh, so either they, because I'm like, well, if it's a five, then is it? Well, we have a mystery guy who's going to be, you know, we got a partner and Drew shows up and they're like, what are you doing? Why are you with them? Or um, if it is the four, like somebody lays JD out and they need to get a partner and it's Drew and he's the fucking, you know, guy. Oh, here's his coming out party as the bad guy. Well, it would then it would work better if they actually got another partner and Drew was on the babyface team. And oh, then he, yes. Very and then good. he ruined it for his own. I like that. I actually like that. And, him, and I could see the whole, you know, well, everybody else gets in a fucking group to, you know, succeed. What what the fuck? I can't do it. You know, one of those things. Um, right. Nice little leather vest and all that. Um, do you want to look ahead into uh, some Survivor Series and pretty much the main deal? I mean, we like we were just talking about, we were talking about some War Games stuff, which... I like it. It's it's different. At least they're doing that. Like, I know that was the NXT deal. They were always doing war games. So, you know, it's cool to have it on main roster. And now it looks like Triple H is really in charge of, like, booking type of stuff, which um, before, I don't know if it was... He, he was in charge of booking, but then Vince got to come in and just change shit anyway. So it was like you never really got a taste of what it was supposed to be. But... What makes me think that he's a little bit in charge now of actually uh, doing booking is wasn't there a non-title? Um, it was, yeah, I think it was New Day versus Judgment Day, right? And it was mm. non-title. And it was like it would get you a title match if you won and which always, every single time the champions fucking lose, they properly did it the correct way champions still fucking won because they shouldn't lose unless they're losing their belt. It's like, oh, as soon as it's non-title, they can't win a fucking match. Um, and they won. So it was like, I was writing down in my notes, oh, okay, automatically a New Day is going to win this because it's non-title. And they finally changed it. Um, so going in, I would say, like, if we're going to talk about if Punk or not, I know there was some reports this week, like what, WWE changed their... Uh, changed some shit on punk on their website what exactly did they change Do you know what they what was changed um like his profile something on or the something page yeah something on the alumni page yeah why would they do it's like that's like very fucking dumb to me like why, why would you even touch anything that had to do with him if you were trying to keep that shit secret this is what they do it's very it's very confusing because with the with that and Grayson Waller and Punk having an exchange today, um, with Shinsuke Nakamura cutting his promos, you're now putting yourself in a position where um, you've 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 created enough buzz on your own shows for people to actually believe it. Now you're so, catching me off guard. What happened with Waller and Punk? Oh, um, hold on. Let me see if it's on our group chat. It is in our group chat. Of course, it is. Hmm. Um, Cav doesn't read it. No, um, I don't. I don't pay attention to these people. Grayson Waller put a tweet out going, even on commentary, nobody can touch me. Oh. And Punk put Punk re replied to oh. him by putting a um, a heart kiss. Oh. 
Mm, I like that. That's not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, they're fucking, that's that's good. That's good callback and all that kind of stuff. And um, so if if even Punk wasn't coming on, that's still a good, you know, what you would reply if you weren't involved in anything. You'd be like yeah, a wink to him, you know. Thanks. Thanks for the fucking call out, you know. Um, uh, which side are you on if you got to put money on it? I'm, I'm saying he's he's there. And I'm saying it's against Nakamura. I, 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 I'm thinking Nakamura goes out there and starts fucking challenging people. I think he needs to start doing that soon too. Start going on Raw challenging people. Um, so it's not odd when he comes out and challenges somebody on Survivor Series, which is what my thought would be. That's why how Punk comes out. Yeah, I, uh, I would lean he's going as well. Um, he's going to be there. I, I haven't got a ticket for this show, which makes me double think that he's going to be there because <laughs> I basically decided that it wasn't that it was just it just couldn't be risked um, with me going to the Rumble as well. Mm. Um, to go to two pay per views, two back to back pay per views, is just something I don't really tend to do. Um, so I think I would have been too annoyed had it not come to fruition, but, uh, yeah, now I made the decision not to do it. I just feel I'm going to re regret that. I think it's just more likely now that he will be there. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of the few things that I would like to see in, in wrestling, like wrestling doesn't, I don't find it particularly interesting anymore, particularly intriguing, um, nothing really surprises me when it happens. Yeah, there are like one or two things that that you know that, that garner a response, but that's not through the through the um, guise of like unpredictability. Uh, sometimes a lot of the stuff that has received a reaction, for example, stuff in the bloodline, whether it be Sammy leaving or or Jay. Uso leaving the bloodline or, or whatever, um, you you saw those stories coming, but they still garnered a response when you when you built up to the moment properly. Um, in this instance, we don't know whether to bet on Punk or not. Um, I know I know that I'm correct in believing that there is an offer for him. Um, I know it's very very strange, given Vince McMahon Vince, Vince McMahon's philosophy to don't promote something that you can't. 100% deliver mm -hmm. um, and obviously he stepped back a little bit from the company and there may be a different philosophy there now possibly but I would be very surprised if Triple H's philosophy towards business is promote shit we're not doing <laughs> that because because that will keep people happy we absolutely will not well um where to guarantee that cool. he's showing up is that uh, Meltzer said he's that WWE has no interest and he won't be there. <laughs> so put your money on him showing up. Well, there is that, yeah. <laughs> and and all the other fucking the the dirt sheet people, right? Where they go, WWE said they don't want. And I'm like, of course, fucking, of course they would say he's not coming if it's a surprise. It's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard is when people report on, um. No, the WWE told me so that he's not coming. When you know if he is, it's a fucking surprise. WWE don't talk to any of these people, though. So when they say, like, oh, he's talked to this source and that source, I can't understand who they're talking to. Yeah, when I'm they, thinking when it's they like an that. officially official 
a talking, like they contacted someone who has the rights to talk to them and, of course, lies and says no. And then they go, well, we contacted them and they said no. Not like I contacted my secret source who told me no. That's a different story to me. Yeah, but it's like that's the fucking equivalent of asking your kid if he <laughs> ate the last Yeah, if he ate the last fucking bag of Maltesers yeah. like in the in the in the cupboard. <laughs> like he's they know. So Yeah, that's how that's how yeah. I always figure. I'm like, well, I fucking they're not gonna fucking tell them if the, he's fucking there or not. Um Is he the only thing that makes this show remotely interesting? Because so far they've announced that four and four and then we have fucking Zoe Stark out of all the women challenging Rhea Ripley. And then we have the Miz challenging Gunther. Like, this stuff doesn't belong in pay-per-view in 2023. So do you think it's like the show's almost reliant on CM Punk to have any historical relevance whatsoever? Um, I mean, their war games thing is what I think they would be banking on more than anything else um, if, obviously, he doesn't come. Um, but the funny thing is with them, like... They don't need to have some big card, like because it's not real pay per view anymore. So it's like you mm. know, if you have Pika, you're watching anyway, and otherwise, who cares? You're still you know paying or whatever. Um, so it's like they don't have to put together a giant card to be like, oh, we got to get people over here without telling them Punk is coming, so they could be surprised. Um, they could pretty much do whatever the fuck they want nowadays with that kind of stuff. So. I think it's almost like, you know, way to a way lesser extent, WrestleMania, where it's the name you're going just because. Um, and I think people bought tickets to Survivor Series well ahead of time because it was in their town and it's Survivor Series. And who cares? They're just going to go to a wrestling show. Whatever's on is on. I think um, not having war games. I don't think the main roster has ever had war games before, uh, you know, cause since it's a WCW event. No. Yeah, I went to. Oh, which was it? War Games last year. Oh, what it was it not uh, NXT? It was regular. Bloodline, yeah. Fuck, you know what? Duh, duh. Thank you very much. Now I remember. See, I got to be told about that shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind about that. Um, I'm thinking. Well, that's the history thing. That it's that. Um, that was a hell of a one too, where he told Owens, right? He said, "Go ahead and pin Owens. Go ahead." What that thing? Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, people hoping and, and hoping for the best, you know. And unless WWE wants to, you know, go real crazy and say, well, don't show up there because people, that's where you expect it, and then have them show up at the Rumble. But it's That'd Chicago. Cool. What I mean, you got to do it. You got to. It's just, it's fate that everything lined up like this. You know, I mean, what's the chances that all hell breaks loose and Survivor Series is in Chicago with the exact amount of time after he's, you know, shit-canned. It, it's too perfect. It is, but, like, perfect opportunities have gone by the wayside before. So, I mean, if the, the, gen, if the general feeling is, is that he's not worth the trouble, then he's not worth the trouble. It doesn't matter if he's if it's Chicago or even if, you know, if you were going into English for an English person. Like, if they're not, if they're not worth the trouble... Um, and there's there's an underlying reason why you're not going to hire them, and it's not going to be wiped away by anything. But I, 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 for the most part, don't think that there is. Um, I think that he did what he did. He pissed off who he pissed off. 
Um, and also he's had that issue in AW, but my understanding is that the AW issue isn't an issue as much as um, what he did in WWE um, years ago. It's, it's still it's still the main issue. Um, the walkout and subsequent comments as a result of that. Um, but without without him there, this is this does feel like a a nothing type of show. Glorified um, raw with, without commercials. Yeah, with what's been announced and and whatnot, I, I, I'm not particularly um, interested in it if he's if he, if he's not there. Um, but I'm just wondering if that if that's kind of why it is like that because WWE do have that understanding. I mean, I mean, do you think that um, this crowd will mm. attempt to chant his? Oh yes. And how? And how? But I mean, it's a given that they will. But I'm asking, how long do you think they'll? proceed with that and could it become um, a major factor on the show where the whole show is kind of disrupted and has this kind of um, overlying uh, uh, like sort of overriding um, uh, the overriding situation where the chance kind of hijack the entire show yeah or do you, you think know, it'll, it'll, I could see it be it'll... almost each match all the way to the end <laughs> like for a little bit so you each think, match you don't think they'll gas out 14 minutes in like a few minutes into the first match no. and they'll realize I think in the beginning, like when that whole thing, like that when the fucking open even happens, I think you're going to get a, a big CM Punk chant to open that show. Um, okay. And yeah, part of me thinks if they do this punk thing, they need to do it fucking opening segment, which uh, I could see being, okay, well, I get why you're doing it. And at the same time, it should be one of those things that closes a show. But how can you, how do you close a show with this? It's it's kind of hard to do if if it's a war games thing. There's no there's no opportunity for that. It's not like Roman wins and says I've beaten everybody and then he shows up. That's a that's well open door for it. Um, but if a war games thing finishes, what are you gonna what are you doing? What are you saying? What do you? I I don't unless you want to bring him in fucked up. You want to do some fucked up shit. And get it fucking, you want to bring him in a little bit of a bad guy, which meanwhile, they'll still cheer. He comes out there after the fucking war games is done and he lays out fucking uh, Seth Rollins. And Priest fucking gets the fucking belt. Because of their shit talking. I, I think if he's doing the show, my understanding is, is that he will actually come in and, and wrestle. And that will be against Nakamura because... That already seems to be what they're what they're setting up. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any. <clears throat> well, I don't think there. I know there is no benefit in WWE trolling the audience to set an expectation that Punk may be there, and then to not deliver on that. You should not under deliver. You should always over deliver. You should um, not over promise and under deliver, but but um, under promise and over deliver is what you're supposed to do. If as the saying goes, if Nakamura does not have a match scheduled. And he just starts, he walks out to the ring. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh my, here we go. Um, or who the hell is he fighting right now? Who, oh, it's like Otis in the fucking academy and all that bullshit. I mean, maybe he finishes them off in fucking two seconds and says, I'm still fucking hungry. I want some more fucking, you know, people. I want another fucking match. And that's when you get it. I'm I, I, WWE it does it better than anybody else, though. We, we've, we all know Anytime there's a surprise, WWE knows what the fuck they're doing. So I'm very curious to see if it does happen, how this happens. And the funny thing is people will 
be pissed off, obviously, if he doesn't show up and be yelling at WWE. But meanwhile, they have no right to yell at them because they have never said he was coming. But, you know, you're hoping and wishing. That's all. Yeah, but as I said, like, they've done nothing to to um, sort of dampen the fire. When you have Nakamura going out there and being cryptic, when you have that exchange with, with, with Grayson Waller, um, you've made it look like it's there's there's a possibility there. Um, Punk's not played it down, nope. you know, in a satisfactory way either. He simply said that his dog is sick and he's going to be busy on that day looking after his dog, which almost might as well say <laughs> this, isn't a, this, <laughs> this isn't a real answer. I'm going to be there, yeah. And you so, know what's funny too, though, is I don't blame WWE if they're playing into it and don't have them. It gets more people to watch. And it'd be like, well, never said anything. I can play into it all day. Now all these people are going to fucking watch. They'll be pissed afterwards, but they'll all fucking tune in. Yeah. Um, Guns to my head. I'm still thinking that he's going to he's going to be there. But Me too. yeah, I I think that it's going to take um, it's going to take some show from on the WWE's on the WWE's part to get away with not bringing him in. They're going to have to be a lot better than they've been for the last th- um, two, three pay-per-views because I think they've actually been on a bad run. I think since SummerSlam, it's been very difficult to get people. There's so much the match action because I think everybody's quite good and it's very paint-by-numbers now. So I do believe that, that it's not going to be based on that. But um, it's, such a diff- it's, such a, it's such a difficult one. It's It's... It's a situation where they shouldn't have put themselves in any position at all, like where they to hint it or anything. It should have been very, very clear he's not coming. The fact is, is that as soon as you even do anything or have Nakamura doing what you said and have Grayson Waller doing what he says, you're you're building up expectations. You're going against Vince's rule of um, over delivering and under promising. So, you know, as I said, just going around in circles about it, the argument will be is that they didn't promise anything. But yeah. come on, you know what you're doing. The wrestlers are talking about Punk and Nakamura is using his lines and, and whatnot. Then, then yeah, you're, you know, you, you have the capacity. Yeah, you have the capacity in 2023 to have almost the ultimate control over everything that comes out content-wise, whether it be from your workers or whether it be from your, um, you know, your own social media accounts and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what there is to say about it. Do you want to wrap this bad boy up for this episode? Yeah, I will do. I wanted to ask you when we were on it earlier, because uh, I sort of had it on my show, but and then, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, what do you think Cena does now? Do you think Cena actually at Mania might get that win back on him? Or I don't do you think, think we that- see him because the strike is over. I think it's done. He had said once that's done, he's gone. So No, well, I... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in terms of when he does eventually return. And we know that that losing streak could go up to, what, two and a half thousand days or, or what? <laughs> I can't remember what it was on. He's going to go the reverse yeah. Roman. I would love to yeah. see him. I would love to see, because WWE is petty, I would love to see them have him win the fucking world title and break Flair's record just to stick it to Flair. Um, he could win Seth's title. I mean, who gives a shit? You know, whoever has it at the time. But 
Um, I'm very curious. I have like zero clue where they went, where they go from here, because with the way that happened, it almost looked like, well, there was my retirement match. I put this guy over. I'm leaving, you know? Um, so I'm like, I don't know when we even next see him again. Uh, I don't think we'll even get him to talk about what just happened. really. So if you think maybe Mania, totally different guy. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's there at Mania. Like, I don't know if or when we see him. Like, I, I, that is, it's so in the air to me, like where they would go with this. I have like zero idea. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I think that's probably kind of what they're trying to create real, isn't it? I mean, to, to them, that would almost be, if they, if they were listening to the show, they would be able to say, that's the perfect answer. Yeah, I guess that would be, it would, I mean, usually like, that's why I'm almost kind of ashamed that I don't have, well, maybe here's an idea. I like, I have fucking zero when it comes to that. Cause it was so shocking of a, a loss where I'm like, is that the end of him? Or is that a build up to something bigger for him? Like, oh, well, you think it's over, but now he's going to win something because of that. I, I couldn't tell you. Well, he's put the number out there. So mm -hmm. it's if you weren't aware of it, I don't think anybody, well, anyone with a life was counting how many <laughs> days or how many years it'd been since he won a singles match. I mean, perhaps some wrestling account may have put out that statistic, but most people weren't. Now you've put it out there. It's not a difficult count forward. Mm -hmm. If he comes back in a year's time or any misses WrestleMania, you know, that's 365 days. Work backwards. Let's say he does do WrestleMania and deduct. 150, 200 days from that, depending, um, of, you know, when he comes in to start building up his match. Uh, let's say it's 150. You just go 2,000, whatever it was, and you add another 150 days to it, and he'll come out and go, oh, 2,000 days, or now he'll say 2,150 days or whatever. And, like, you know, people know. People will know that he said he hasn't won for five years, and when he comes back, it'll be almost six years. And wow. people will people will remember, and it's been because it's been said. So you've got to break that now, otherwise there's no value in 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 Cena. Everybody that wins against him, it's now like the he's almost Barry Horowitz himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's hard. He's like when you go, oh my god, you beat Cena. You go well, everybody has at this fucking point. So it's very weird because when Ric Flair retired, he did the storyline of I'll retire when I next lose. And Cena's storyline feels like he'll retire when he next wins, which is, I mean, <laughs> it's the, true. the Barry Horowitz storyline was that he was trying to win. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very often that you would give that to a top well, guy. Maybe his last it would be win is the world title. Well, it could, it could put be, it down. It could be, yeah. Yeah, really could be. Because it could be, you know, you, you want a fucking title shot. Why not? You just lose every time anyway, and then they fucking and he wins. He'd be like, "Holy fuck!" And then, you know, I just I just wanted to prove that I still have it. I relinquished the title, and then broke the record. Well, he's definitely gone back to his work and whatnot. He's not he's not going to be on this pay per view, which would have been an easy one for him to sort of slip into War Games and give it a little bit more star power. This show needs star power. Um, I mean, if Punk doesn't show up. 
You may get a return of Orton. I'm not sure where he goes. Maybe he goes on the babyface team. Um, if Drew McIntyre goes on the heel team, I'm not sure. But it needs star power. It needs a mm-hmm. lot more. I mean, it can get even worse. You've got Gunther and Miz, and you've got like uh, Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark. Well, these are Raw matches. And then the fucking, you know, with the way Becky got put out of the Battle Royal, you could have another women's match on the show where he, she's just facing that Zia Lee mm-hmm. uh, on, on pay-per-view. I don't think that will happen, but there, there is a there is a very real possibility that this gets even worse and looks nothing like a anywhere near a big four pay per view. Yeah, they they need to. You just hope for the whole punk thing, and then it's like oh, it doesn't matter what was on the show. Punk showed up, you know. They're they're trying to get to you know Royal Rumble and get this thing rolling, you know. Yeah, Royal Royal Rumble is where you you kind of going to get your stories for. For next WrestleMania, where where they're going to yeah. start, everything starts a lot later now. Um, you know, they they say these things about Triple H and his and his foresight, and he has better planning, and he's just so much better than Vince. Vince is awful. Vince is a fucking Vince is a clueless idiot who obviously just invented this and WrestleMania and built the company, and you know, yeah, and floated the company on the on the stock exchange and, and made it worth twenty one billion. But you know, whatever, like fucking. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a moron. Triple H, the ex wrestler, whose smartest business move was marrying into the family, um, knows knows more uh, allegedly. So, yeah, I mean, usually under Vince, we previously had hints about WrestleMania matches as early as Survivor Series. I remember when at Survivor Series two thousand and three, Brock and Goldberg squared up to each other backstage when they both had titles. Mm. They went into that match with no titles because it was always the plan that they were going to do that match, and that match didn't need a belt. So, yeah, it's, it's history's history's full of us being in situations at Survivor Series where we could call one or two matches. It's really difficult to do that for Mania. Off the bat, you'd say, all right, Bianca and Charlotte would pro- will probably fight for the belt and Rhea Ripley was and Becky's probably being yeah. safe for that show and Cody's going to try and finish the story again but you don't know any of those because and if Rock turns the <laughs> Jay Car- yeah Jay Cargill you mean yeah she could win that rumble and yeah i mean whoever's cuz i mean i'm fully expecting Rhea and uh Becky for sure so so what do you expect on the other side? Jade and Bianca, maybe. And that's very fucking possible. Or do you want to, I mean, do you want to save the Charlotte one or do that right off the bat? I mean, what are you saving stuff for? Um, I don't know, for her to get a little better, I guess, too. You know, she, the more season she has. I guess so, but I think if she's debuting at um, Payback, then you can save stuff. But if you're debuting at WrestleMania, you don't need to save anything because Charlotte and Bianca can, Charlotte and uh, Jade can have more matches later that might be better. But, you know. I'd like to see then just a fucking one on one. You'd have Jade versus fucking Naya and just have her body slammer, you know? You could do that and just have like. It's not time yet. She doesn't need to fucking be the main event yet. She fucking just be a fucking ultimate warrior in there. Be a fucking monster that's like, oh, fuck the future, you know? The other thing about her is is the character's very heelish with the presentation that she had in AEW. It it is a female narcissist Mm -hmm. Lex Luger character. She's the narcissist Lex 
she's the black female narcissist Lex Luger. So, um, you know, she's not going to go and slam Nia Jax on the US Intrepid on, on July the 4th. So, what, so how do you get that over? Is it, look, without... This is the this is the issue, and I think it certainly would have been more of an issue under Vince. I don't think Triple H. One thing Triple H probably isn't is as petty as Vince was. Mm-hmm. But if this character comes in as a babyface, and it was different for Cody because Cody was in the WWE before, and and Dusty Rhodes is a legend in the industry. Whether he was an whether he did that through WCW WWE is is irrelevant. He's an industry legend. He's in the Hall of Fame. So Cody going to always get that response. Jade Cargill isn't. So if Jade Cargill comes in as a babyface with this posing, sort of pretentious character that she has, um, it's very Nicki Minaj-ish. Um, if she comes in like that, um, it either feels like that she's a ripoff of Sasha Banks, which we know she isn't because she was made in AEW and she was doing this already. Mm-hmm. But then that's what goes on to option B. It's because she garnered all her popularity and significance in AEW, and you're turning around and saying, we signed a someone who got over in AEW, and she's popular because of what she did in AEW, and we are pushing someone because they were big in AEW, which is just something I just don't see them doing. I, I, I see them definitely adding their own twist and, and slant to the presentation of her, but that means that she needs to start off as a heel because if she's coming yeah. in and she's being carried in on the throne and she's she negotiating be- as a good for a good heel start too. But you know, if you're, if, if you're the cocky free agent who believes that they're worth a lot of money and wants everybody to pitch mm-hmm. for them, that's a heel. Um, Jade, Jade's whole act is heel. So the only reason she would be babyface is because you're saying that, you accept that you have a hardcore mark audience who all watch AEW. I don't think WWE want to make that concession. I think they're still in the camp where they want to downplay AEW as much as possible and say, "Hey, this is a fucking this is a this is a joke company. This is a or you know, as Vince always says, they're wrestling companies. We're not in the wrestling industry. Yeah. We're in the entertainment, like all that kind of shit." That Jade coming in as Jade Cargill of AEW and being a baby face because you know she's going to get a response because you know your audience who attend shows are hardcore fans who watch Japan and AEW and all kinds of shit. Um, I don't know. It's 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 very it's it's got me very conflicted as to like how you how you do this with her. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just we'll just wait and see. What one of those things. Um, just to, just to touch on, in terms of uh, WWE AEW, one of the things I reported on my on my news part, so where you just need to go to um, Apple Podcasts in order to get our additional content, and I do post news bits out there as well. But one of the news bits was a rumor killer saying that WWE put that NXT on Tuesday to really hurt AEW. The main reason that they did it and the main reason that they packed it out with with stars and guest appearances, whatever, is to basically really show the true potential of what NXT could do. And it was planned for a long time that you were going to have this um, highly promoted show where you could turn around to people and say, hey, look, like we have this, we we can bring our star power onto NXT if we want to and make this a very um, a very good asset to have. And 
in the end, that's exactly what happened. A- NXT did end up getting a home, and it was convincing enough for um, for for somebody to buy NXT. But that was one of the first things that was identified by the new partnership with, with TKO. It was one of the first things that was identified was the fact that we shouldn't be selling NXT on the deal with Raw because Raw and NXT were sold together to the USA Network for one price. So they now separate NXT from Raw, and on the next deal, um, NXT and Raw will be sold separately. NXT's already gone, SmackDown's already renegotiated, and Raw will now be negotiated without NXT. But that was one of the things that they looked at straight away, where they think where they thought they were losing a significant amount of money by having NXT joint in a deal with with Raw. NXT has proved itself over the last two years. Whether you think the rating is shit, like like you know, I, I don't think. To me, going. I know it means something different now, but I still look at the days where wrestling would do six to eight million viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, obviously, in this com- in a competitive environment where it's not just competing with other TV channels, you're competing with the streaming networks and whatever, and we don't ever get any accurate numbers for DVR. Whatever NXT is doing, which is just shy of a million per week, or sometimes six hundred between six hundred thousand and a million, is seen good enough in order for a major television network to take the gamble and and to buy it so but i do believe um and i was correct that that wasn't all about AEW and, and hurting AEW and whatnot it was a lot of it was about being able to show what the ceiling was for nxt for a potential buyer so yeah that 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 was one story that we were very correct about um if you want to get more head over to the datasheets.com um or um, just go to the wherever you get Apple Podcasts and upgrade to get all of the additional podcasts, which includes wrestling lists, superstar profiles, and every fortnight an episode of the Wrestling Informer. You don't have questions for me on this show, do you? Like your emails no, and stuff. No. Um, no. Yeah, let me know ahead of time, and we'll put out one of those tweets that say send your questions. Yeah, just do it for the next show. Okay. Like we'll we'll do one. All right, we'll do a Q&A on the next one. Make sure you follow uh, at Dirty Sheets X and um, submit your questions. DM them to me. It's easier that way, and uh, I'll get them in the DM. So, uh, Well, that's it, kids. We are out of here. Hope you enjoyed the show this week. We will be back, as we said, get Apple Podcasts. Even if you have an Android, you could download Apple Podcasts, and that's where you're going to get the bonus shows. Right on there, so it'll show you. Oh, you can't download it. You can just go into Safari and you can set up an account and actually get the Apple podcast on Safari. Okay. So, yeah, go there then. And um, you could, like, as I'm saying, download as in uh, once you're there, you can click on the shows and you could download the podcast. um, And it'll show you on your phone um, that there is a show that is for subscribers only, stuff like that. So, all my nonsense at Lingus Mafia. You can find all my stuff there. Just go there and uh, yada, yada, yada. So make sure Dirty Sheets X on X. For Mr. Billy Body, I'm Cam Manning. We'll see you next week.